and now the podcast has started. So one thing I think for uh, our brand and just our company has been uh, pictures of guests and video audiograms or short video clips of a guest with the photo and a little bit of audio from the episode we found that that starts to perform sort of better on social. And again, it's like, it's not just like it's about me or the company. It's really more about the guest. It's about their experience and it's about the value that they sort of uh, are bringing from their experience or sometimes they get tactical. Um, Our guests range from CMOs to entrepreneurs or uh, sustainability associates and you know, we really try to get a sense for their career path and sort of what's working in a corporate environment um, you know what type of trends are they seeing what type of professional development uh, opportunities do they uh, typically have and you know really try to you know inspire the imagination of you know potential customers going back to what we were saying before whether it's b2b or b2c uh, there, there's kind of still a smaller subset within like this big world that we could sell to. We we can't sell to everyone, but we can definitely sort of there's a small like, you know, like look at our group, you know, like we're focused on growing our LinkedIn's. We're, we're focused on, you know, making content and, you know, the, the vast majority of, you know, the connections, they may not typically do that. And so um that's the type of content that's performing well from us from a likes and comment standpoint. I think, you know, I also think about high resolution versus like lower resolution. So kind of like a test on both. I've seen both really perform well. It just depends. Sometimes it's a grainy picture. It's kind of dark lighting, not the best, but it's authentic. And, you know, and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, you know, the, the followers and connections know that, you know, hey, you took that picture. And it's also nice to mix it up and you have some, you know, professional photography, some high res photography that really showcases like, you know, the best elements of what it is you do or yourself, that kind of thing. That stuff works for us as well. For me, um, similar to what they both said, we don't, our, our company LinkedIn page, which is what I focus on, doesn't really talk about what MSA does. A little bit I do. I try to inform and educate a little bit. But in my business, selling services is a little tricky. There's nothing tangible. There's no item a person can touch. There's no membership they can get a benefit from. So we build our business from based on teaming. We're always trying to team with a construction company or an architect. So what I'm constantly doing is reaching out into my architecture and engineering industry, finding out what are, what's everyone else doing. I congratulate them. I share what they do. I talk about how proud we are to work with a, you know, with a company who does volunteer work the third Friday of every month, and I share pictures of things like that. So it's more, it's just like they said, it's not so much about us. It's about building connections and making people think, oh, MSA shared our story, blah, blah, blah. And then maybe they'll think of us when they're trying to find a small civil engineering firm to partner with. When a, when a new contract comes out. So that's the big part of it for us. That's what's made it grow. Sure. grow. And, I, and I think that gives you some ideas of how they find <clears throat> content. Um, so what causes you the most frustration <coughs> you have experienced in your LinkedIn work? Um, is it engaging others in the organization? Is it uh, technical changes that LinkedIn's constantly doing? Is it managing time? What What is frustrating? For me, I can tell you my office is very, very old school. We have a lot of people who refuse absolutely to be on any social media, no matter how many, <laughs> how many times I bribe them. Um, 
so I always try to explain to them, so we don't have a budget for social media in my office, like I said earlier. There, We don't buy ads. It's all purely organic growth. So I have 47 employees. So if each one of them would create a LinkedIn profile and share an MSA post just like once a week, the growth would be tremendous. And I've tried to, every com- we have a company meeting once a month, and I usually get about two minutes at the beginning of the meeting to push what I'm doing. It's not always social media, but I try to explain to them that organic growth, free growth is so easy. If you take a few minutes when you get in the office in the morning, you know, to just share and like, and this goes for Facebook too. We do, Facebook's big for us too. Um, but that is endlessly frustrating for me. I mean, I might get one new person every few months to be like, oh, you know, I, I created a profile. I even offer to do it for them. I'll go to your desk. <laughs> I'll build your profile. So that's a frustration that I've run into. It's getting better, yeah. but it's not where it needs to be. I'm, mine's time-oriented. Um, I feel like, I mean, <laughs> I, I probably generally average a post a day, and it's something, more recently, it's podcast. I mean, we've gone through pictures where we were putting up a bunch of pictures, and we're doing content, like written content, written words about like why we took this picture. But I think that's really the hard, like that's one hard thing because similar to you, like I feel like there's such a good like landscape for LinkedIn today. Like it's it's such a great place where you can you can find customers. You don't even have to be in the same room. You don't have to be in the same place. You can it can be working for you while you're sleeping, and it's it's rewarding uh, the post. You know, to your point, I mean, there's nowhere else really in the world right now that you can technically just go organically post something and get people to see it at the at the reach that LinkedIn has so you know it's kind of a it's a good problem I guess to have to say okay well it's just not putting out enough but um, you know I think if, if I had the capability to I would be trying to put out even more than what I'm doing right now mine's more of a pet peeve and it, and it kind of plays off of the time um, is over tagging the, I get frustrated when people put 10, 15, 20 tags in the same post, and I'm included. And this is why. Oh, I know is, about that. <laughs> is for, for those of us, the stronger you get within LinkedIn, the more, like, because LinkedIn is such an integral part of my business, I get the messages on my phone. So when someone else tags me in a post or they've tagged 20 other people, all that stuff starts feeding into my stuff. So it's basically the equivalent of not blind copying me on an email. So if anyone knows, don't ever do either of those to me. Um, <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, the, what I recommend if you're going to do that, one, make sure that the person specific to the content is who you're tagging and or the business. And two, at the very least, if you're going to tag others because you want them to know about it, at least go back down into the comments section and tag. But please, I recommend to do the specific people that are somehow, way, shape, or form connected to that article, to that content. Um, because again, when you, when you start throwing more than a dozen people on that you got to remember that all those dozen people are now getting it and anybody that responds to that then they're getting it so while it's helping you virally again it's kind of like not blind copying 30 people on the same email and and there are those people though they may not tell you that they're going oh my god here we go again um so that's that's more my pet peeve because again if you don't for those of you who don't see it 
it's a great way to get a lot of that activity going. So I understand why some people do it to grow, which is why I'm usually pretty patient. I don't like not follow people because of it or that. But, but I would be careful who you tag. So as a perfect example, if you've got some people that you're trying to help them grow their, their, their leads and their followers, then maybe those are the people you tag. You're all tag teaming essentially to help each other grow. But if you've got some people that have a really strong presence, those are maybe the people you don't necessarily need to keep including on there on a regular basis because again, they're already getting massive amounts of that. So. And the only time I would say, and I, I, can, do, <coughs> I can do that too much, Couple solutions. Um, one, sorry. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's guilty. I was going to pick on But number one, there, so you can make your comments in the person's feed. You can see who else commented, and that could help you connect with them. If you're not connected, you can you can reach out to them because you see new people. There is a time, there's a couple times though that might still make sense. And that is when you have an additional thought that is important, you think is important to the discussion and you want to show your credibility, then once, but don't ever just forward, don't share a post anyway without making a comment in the comment section. Because then you're really being irritating. You're just throwing it out there and it's already been out there 10 times. The other thing is like with our round table, the people in the picture, those of you who've seen that, we do it every month. And so I'm going to tag the people who are there. But I'm going to tag people that I either want to be there who missed it to remind them or... Um, somebody I might tag somebody that I think would be interested in attending that group if that makes sense mm -hmm. so there's a few times where I think it's okay to I probably here lately have gotten over oh a little bit too much a little bit too much yes well I do when I started out I was doing that a whole lot then I had a conversation with you so I think I've toned it down a little bit I think I have. And I picked it up. No. <laughs> but, so we do um, all need to be careful that. But, yeah. like, if you're in this group and we get yeah. something posted on social media, it's okay to tag every, you know. You I'm going to tag, I just took three videos. Okay. And I, of each of you all speaking, and short ones, not the whole conversation. Okay. And I got you all in the picture. And, I'm, you know, I got some group pictures when you all were in your groups. And as you notice, I didn't ask anybody. I didn't even ask my intern take a picture of me training, even though I need those pictures. But um, if you do take it, let me know because I need training pictures. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's that's okay. If just, you're in a group, mm -hmm. I was just going to say, just a side note. So I have a little bit of the same irritation of, hey, I get, oh, I don't want to have LinkedIn notifications constantly building on my email, so I turn my notifications off. Just a side note, you can do that. I go in every morning and check my notifications personally, but I turn the emails off because it drives me crazy. So that's, a, that's an option. That's a good idea. Just in I, general. It drives me crazy The too. other thing you can do too, and, and, this is, and this is why I don't mind doing it, because again, I'm doing it to try to help people. So I don't, again, I, uh, well, I wouldn't even have said it if I didn't know Julie so well, but I know I can pick on Julie. Yeah. Um, but, the, but the one, Part about that, and it's the reason why I don't like just get rid of people, is it's kind of like for those of you who have group text messages, like I have one with my 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 family, 
Well, there gets to be a point to where mm -hmm. I finally just say, okay, you guys have gone off in this massive tangent. <laughs> I just, you can mute that. Uh -huh, well, you yeah. can mute that conversation. Correct. Well, you can do that in LinkedIn. So if you get into one where, say for instance, we get tagged today and we all tag as a big group, but at some point you realize, okay, I, there's not enough content within that that's, that I want to keep seeing all these notifications. You can actually mute essentially just that post. Correct. So that way, people can still continue to apply for weeks on end, um, but you just won't continue to see all this. You don't have to look at on your, it. Right. Yeah. So right. where you can get it on email, mine also pop up like you can see literally as we're sitting here, my LinkedIn pop, pops up on my thing. So right. that's where I can go ahead and mute that so that those posts won't continue to pop up. And you'll still so. see them in your notifications, I guess. If I want to go, well, yeah. I, it'll actually mute it outright. So oh, okay. That, so that if it's a conversation that you just don't care to continue to follow, right. it's not going to delete, say, Julie or anybody else from my feed. It's just that one particular conversation from that one particular post just doesn't continue to feed into my... my I hate these feed. group messenger things. I don't have time for that. So I'm just You're warning you, if you send me one of these cute little <laughs> 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 I am a type A personality, remember that. I don't have time for that and I'm not interested. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> all right, I think I have one more question. Um, no, I want to open it to you all. Anybody have questions for them? Or one of them? This chair? Hamilton, you were talking about you know, where you push it out to other people. Do you feel like you get a lot of that because people basically want to show them they're on your page or something like that? 100%. I think yeah. when you make content, it's social media. So it's a social activity. I feel that when we create content about the projects that we've done, I think there's a level of, you know, it's still the traditional mentality I think that you want to come at this from it's like well what would happen if you didn't have social media well you still would need testimonials you still would want reviews you still want word of mouth you still want to see you know someone's in a similar position using a product or service in a similar way and so that's what we try to do is come from the other angle and just say well we're going to do all that but we're going to do it on LinkedIn so we're going to break down a project that we worked on we're going to try to walk you through step by step we're going to try to answer questions and so essentially when we get face to face you've already learned everything that you need to know about kind of the product the service you know what we offer you know the pricing and so once we're in person it's just kind of like i mean we can talk about sports or we can talk about anything else family and you can still conduct business that way so i think tying it all in it's like it is a social sport. I think that it is valuable for, um, you know, to check in in a location. You know, I too want a picture. I would love to have a nice picture with all of our, you know, smiles in here and, you know, something, you know, different angles is always nice. And um, I think that that is, it's a, it's, it's brand going back to what we were talking about because you are building brand equity in a space and you're, you're building thought leadership in a space when you're creating you know, content, you know, that it, it just does have to work, you know, like when I met Susan, I'm like, look, like, look at all this content, like, look at all this value she's doing for clients. It's like, it's just a no brainer. Like, so I, I mean, 
I feel like we already knew each other before right. we even got here. And that's kind of uh, tying it in full circle, just try to close that gap between you and the customer. So I guess, you know, I really have, I'm going 180 degrees now in a different direction on this because <laughs> I've rejected lots of invitations to connect because I just, I'm like, why are these people want to Well, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, unless I saw some connections. <laughs> so so I really oh, have, I don't know how many. I, I did that in the early days, too. I really shouldn't have. It's really about building the brand and getting your message out there. I, you know, it's a, from a, but then, you know, I guess contra, I would kind of, but then you have Facebook, I guess is more personal. I mean, a lot of people use Facebook for business, but I kind of like maybe a comparison between Facebook and LinkedIn from a business standpoint. Right? Who are you personal. trying to reach? Right. Mm -hmm. You, with your nonprofit, Facebook is very important. Starbase Victory is one of my clients. Huge STEM education program out of Portsmouth and I do all the development and marketing and I use both LinkedIn because that's for more of the corporate donors and I use Facebook for the grassroots and I use Twitter for the media because mm -hmm. the media are very strong and for all the educators you know they're all on Twitter and so I know the markets for and I know the channels, and that's what you have to know. Fenton and I go so far back. <laughs> I have to tell you, his dad owned Priest Electronics. You all are all so young. I did the marketing <laughs> for Priest Electronics, locally, nationally, whatever we were doing for several years. Then we kind of just, oh, we'd see each other. Chamber events, okay? Networking is still important. Everywhere. And then he said, you know, I didn't know you did all this training. I've got an organization that needs you to talk to them, blah, blah, blah. So that was a paid gig for me. Now he's in the round table. So we just, you know, it's nice when, one thing about LinkedIn and Facebook is it reunites people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you find out who, who people are important to you, and it's a good way to keep that contact when you don't have enough time to do face-to-face. -face. Well, I'll say this. One of the biggest drawbacks for most people is the time aspect of it, is trying to be everything to everyone. Yeah. Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. I don't own a Facebook page. I don't have Instagram. I don't have TikTok. I don't have any of that stuff. <laughs> I have, I have LinkedIn. Don't worry LinkedIn. about it. <laughs> I have Twitter, but, it, but I, but, and I'll tell you, the only reason I have Twitter is exactly what Susan's first said, which was, from really more of a media standpoint. And on a few occasions, there are those businesses that are more active or, or, or utilize Twitter a little bit more. So it's so I can go in there, use their handle, interact, and, or post about them, which is usually all I'm doing anyway. Um, and since I started the blog, uh, or my podcast, that is something that I've, I've <coughs> pushed out that way. But I'll tell you, LinkedIn has become such a force in in the market that even on the nonprofit side, there are very few nonprofits that don't have at least some existence, and it's usually not through the company itself; it's through the individuals. Mm -hmm. um, and and just 
a couple weeks ago, actually, I, I worked with Volunteer Hampton Roads, Stephanie over Volunteer Hampton Roads, um, and, and Mary Kate over at uh, YWCA, um, and and their teams working to get more active on that. So it's it's quickly becoming a platform that you're really able to 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 cross not only the B two B, but as we talked about earlier, the B two C portion of it. So. It's the best part about LinkedIn right now is if you really feel a little bit overwhelmed and, and are like, look, I've, I have my Facebook for my family and they can keep up with what I'm doing, but from a work standpoint, I just need something that I can start with, one tool, start with it, be the best I can be at it, and go from there. I really think right now, if you're in a, anything close to a B2B environment, or even a nonprofit environment, LinkedIn can be that tool. Uh, because there are just so few people, individuals right now, that aren't on it. Companies, yes, there's plenty of companies that are on Facebook, haven't done the LinkedIn. But individuals, it's getting harder and harder to find people that aren't on LinkedIn. So, But you do have to use some of the tools because a lot of the people that <coughs> they are the decision maker of whatever, they're not real active. And what we have to do, which works real well for me, is I will message them and you know about something very specific and that's a good tool to use it's a great tool just to touch base and say you know it's been a while since we've been in any in any meetings together and I would love to just you know take you to lunch one day I mean it's it's good for that kind of thing because that unless they turn their notifications off they will know that that's come through <coughs> Um, you, you yeah. message them through LinkedIn or through Facebook? Through LinkedIn. Oh, no. I don't, okay. Facebook is just Facebook, you know. But for the most part, for business, no. Um, I'm starting, that's starting to become, or I don't know about you, I'm starting to get more and more messages. Some of it's garbage they want. It's, a, it's an insurance company or a financial planner, you know, or somebody that I absolutely have no interest in meeting with. And so I'm very honest with them. I'll just say, I'm so sorry. I do not have a need for those services right now. You're welcome to reach out to me. If you're trying to make a connection with somebody I might know or you have a question about marketing, please feel free to reach out. I always make it a kind message, but other people, oh, here's a perfect example. Is it? I think it went through LinkedIn. I've got this big event, first annual regional STEM awards recognition. It's it's going awesome. I've got about three flyers <coughs> here if anybody wants one before they leave. You know, Port of Virginia, Newport News Shipbuilding, blah 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 blah. And um, sponsors and awards and might be up for one next year. Uh oh. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> we have an innovator award. Ah. <laughs> um, but what I was gonna say is I fly. <coughs> now, he's on a board that I'm on now, and but what happened I put something out, I put a lot of posts about this event. You've probably been bombarded with it. But anyway, two of his, one of his employees said, hey, maybe this is something we should look at. And another employee on that comment said, yeah, it's a good idea. Then I never heard any more. Oh, and I responded, you know, I'd love to sit and chat, you know, just ask me questions, blah, 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 contact information, real easy. Then I thought, well, I'm gonna follow up on this with Bob. So I did. And he was thrilled. And we're having lunch Wednesday. He said, this is exactly what I need. 
and I think it was through LinkedIn that he responded. <laughs> so it does, it does. It plays in with everything else you're doing. It's not all in all, but it's one of your marketing tools. Yes, Tanya. So, I think my biggest mistake is I don't look at my LinkedIn. You know, it's set up. Oh, that's a that's definitely a mistake. Okay. <laughs> 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 I was so busy building an infrastructure; it just wasn't a priority. We built the page and yeah. blah blah blah, and I probably have over a thousand followers. And my question is, when someone wants to reach you, do they actually pick up the phone and call you, or is it always the message? Um, and that's probably a huge mistake on my part because I just ignored LinkedIn and didn't really deal with it. And if somebody, and every once in a while I get all these acceptance, and I'll just accept all. Yeah. Build, you know, build yeah. my contacts. Yes. And then we start to post as a company, but not consistently. Right. Um, we don't have a good social media plan. Um, so I guess my question is, do people already reach out and actually call you? Is it all expected to be through messaging? I'll put it this way. Let's say, I don't know her. Hello. Oh, I, I would like to chat. You are Deborah. Deborah. I'm Susan. Hi, Susan. We carry on a conversation, right? And you know, somewhere in there, there's a little bit of attention to something. We're listening. We hear something that there's a connection, right? So that is one form of communications. You have an opportunity every time you go. Yeah, click. Now, I will be honest with you, I don't have time to write a note to everybody. But if it's somebody I feel like I should, they, they have said yes, I've either reached out to them or they're reaching out to me. And I go, yes. Now, you can just go click, be done with it. But what an opportunity to say, I'm so glad we're connected now. I've been wanting to meet you, or I saw on your profile, you know, let them know you're kind of intelligent. How do you think you look? No fits, Tanya. I'll take it. Yeah, build this thing and you never touch it. What does that do to your credibility? Not much. I think I got frustrated because I got so many solicitations and yeah. messages that have no interest. And there was very few that actually, some people made it personal, but it just wasn't personal. And so I didn't have a huge interest in... Because they weren't personal. It's, it's yeah. a, and it's that's a true. time thing. Yeah, the more it's you, time. The more you use it, the more messages will become personal. Okay. And the reason I say that is because yeah. as we've sat here today, my message section is as busy as my my um, texting. In LinkedIn. So, in LinkedIn. Yeah. Well. <coughs> um, I've, had, I've had Tom, Todd, and Stephanie all reach out to me on, on my message section of my LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. What I like about that section and what a lot of people who are active on LinkedIn like about it, there's very little privacy left in our lives. Email is atrocious because we get more emails than we can handle. Right. So none of us want to deal with email. People by nature don't want to talk on the phone anymore. It's, it's just who we are as a society. We are becoming more and more less willing to get on the phone and have a phone conversation, which is funny because you and I will have this conversation here, but go back to our offices and not want to pick up the phone and call one another. But as a majority, that's the way the majority right. of people seem to be now. And as our younger people are coming into the business community, they do not want to have a phone conversation. They don't want to talk to them on it, but they will do it. They will do it via text. They will do it via messages. So then the question becomes: Do you want to do it via text, 
which for some of us, our texting is now bled into our professional life. It used to be five years ago, you did not text someone in a business environment. Yeah. Right. Right. Nowadays, true. I have board members, members of the chamber, I have everybody texting because I get my cell phone number out. I don't mind that, that's fine. Sometimes texting is a heck of a lot easier to have a 30 second text than what turns into a five minute conversation on the phone. Oh, it yeah. won't be that long. So I understand it. What LinkedIn has become is, to me, it's kind of a bridge between the two. It's not personalized text or on my phone, so I don't have to feel like I have to respond right within five seconds. Right. It's not email that gets lost <coughs> in this, this massive amount of email that we have. So this is a great way with, with which for people to contact me. And sometimes, sometimes it is, I mean, I had one of the guys last night, I walked out of the, the chamber, and I, he saw me on crutches from a board meeting, and my LinkedIn message popped up. It had nothing to do with business. It was him going, hey, I saw you just walk out of the chamber on crutches. What the heck happened? So it's, it's kind of blending the two where you're, where you're able to connect on a business standpoint, have, have good conversations, but without it blending into your, your personal messaging side so from that standpoint I, I, I mean I use and like if you I don't know if you sit at a desk I sit at a desk a couple hours a day so I just have LinkedIn open constantly on the screen and so I know <laughs> and I did say I turn my notifications off that's just yeah. on my phone and my email just so you know I do have messages open on LinkedIn but it's a great way to like take said quickly interact with people and you know it's right there on my screen yeah but I book a lot of our guests from our podcast just through LinkedIn right. messages um, I also do handle a decent amount of business <laughs> that can stay in the LinkedIn environment, especially in the message. Um, I think also another benefit is, I mean, as you get bigger and you have more followers, you're definitely going to have more like what I would call spam or like what, you, you know, it's just like, it's not personalized yeah. messages, but it's kind of like the cost of doing business. Like if you could get, you know, 10 new clients, but you're also going to get like 10, you know, spam messages. I'll take the 10 new clients and just kind of, you know, sort out the 10 spam You just messages. have to commit, so, I think, to taking the time to just reading yeah. through it once a day or, or yeah. every day, whatever you have a plan that works for and, you. That's and I looping do. back to the previous question about <laughs> Facebook versus LinkedIn, I think LinkedIn today, the reach is so good. That's the that's the power you're, you're posting something this morning and people are actually seeing it the algorithm is helping people see it all the the algorithm stuff we were just studying that that's actually happening Facebook's being a little bit more selective there's more ad dollars there so the advertisers are sort of pushing your post kind of lower in the feed Absolutely. and Especially that's businesses. the opportunity for Facebook yeah. you know in my opinion you know we, have so many resources we will pay that. four cents a view for a video view on in a Facebook environment where LinkedIn can have a floor we're not really spending on on LinkedIn we don't need to the organic reach is there mm -hmm. and there's you know, I, I'm on the same page as you. I'm from the same school of thought. If there's something that we can do organically with what we already, like, for free, you should tap out there before you start right. sort of spending. So I bet we can count 10 say. things to do in LinkedIn because it's content-focused. I bet there's, t I bet if I count them, there's at least 10 ways to connect versus Facebook, which is really either Messenger or a post, right? So there's just so much more. Do you, do you have yeah. a question? So going back to the at and tagging and the following, how do you get more views and stuff? Because I'll look at my posts where I tag them, and they get huge amounts of views. 
But if I don't tag anything, it's a, you know, it's a handful. It's consistency. Yeah, I was going to say consistency. Is, I see you all it's the time. I see you all the time because we've the, been connected for a while. It used to be when, when, when all the social media first started because it was, it, it was all chronologic, chronological. The reality was if, if someone didn't see it within 24 hours, they were never going to see it. Because it was very so specifically, far down. Yeah, right. they'd have to specifically go to your post. <coughs> because of algorithms, and we were talking about this earlier, mm -hmm. because, of, because of algorithms, I will get people that will like or respond to a post that is a week old now. Because the more we, we publish, the more content we push out, the more that algorithm recognizes that we are providing content to that system. So I don't have to tag as much to get people to respond as long as I'm consistent with what I'm pushing out. And that's where the timeline comes to where you've just got to set that time aside. And, and there's the big joke, for those of you who know Paul Hunter with BCS, um, Paul, Paul and I have this running joke that Paul, well, he wants to be the first person to respond to my post because he joked with me one time that I don't, I don't leave an event and 30 seconds later, I've posted about the event, yeah. which is true. I will literally go to an event, I will walk out of the event, get into my truck, and I will post about the event and push yeah. it out. Paul, on the other hand, if he knows about the event, will then run and try to be the first person. And my Cameron, <laughs> so, my Cameron does that yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. You know, Mike while does he's that there. Too, so. I always say I'm going to, and I just yeah. don't get to. Yeah, I post leave. during. Yeah. I try to post during events if I can, and right after. Yep. That's fresh, which we're going to talk about yeah. in the last section, and that's that content planning. Yeah, got to have a big calendar. Yeah, and well, while they're here, we can ask, um, what tools do you use? I'm going to share thoughts on some of this, but what are some tools that you use to stay in a strategic thought pattern for LinkedIn and what you're doing with content? So tools outside of the LinkedIn platform. It could be a technical tool or it could be just something that you've created. <coughs> I don't have any like tools like Buffer or anything like that. I am a big Canva user just from a, just a graphic design standpoint. Okay. But I think the, the aha moment, honestly, just going back to it, has just been the audio uh, evolution of kind of our brand, my personal brand, um, and extending that into the podcast uh, space and kind of marrying that with LinkedIn and marrying that with Instagram. We do have an Instagram page. We have uh, a Facebook. We have uh, YouTube. We have TikTok. We have iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. Um, so we cover... He doesn't have a job. Yeah. Social media. I know. Well, that is the job because... <laughs> yeah. Again, it's like, what is your customer acquisition cost? Yeah. What is your lifetime value? What is your ratio of lifetime value to customer acquisition cost? And how does that tie into your margin on that product or service? A lot of these platforms, the upside is great for the return on ad spend or um, partnering with influencers. You know, we've, we've worked a lot with influencers. But a lot of our work really is just deep in the platform we don't technically have any, like, uh, I don't have anything that, like, schedules things. It's just, you know, a great example or unfortunate example. 
I just wouldn't have wanted to have anything scheduled that was automatically going to go out over the weekend with the bad news that came out about Kobe Bryant. That that just wouldn't have been the right move for, you know, anyone. You, you just don't want to have something already pre-set. And you can always go in there and stop it. But it, I think as much as you can in our business, like being personal, authentic, hands-on, it comes across, the customers see it, and, and then it just it compounds on itself. So. I have kind of an old-fashioned, very basic way of doing my content strategy. So we use Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Facebook's probably our biggest um, social media platform, and I know everybody's not about that. But um, it's a big morale thing in my company. It's more of about us interacting. Right, employee morale. Oh, yeah, I can see that. That's really where Facebook plays for us. Um, We have 10 people that work out in the field, very disconnected from the rest of us, so I'm constantly including them, taking pictures of them out on the job site. So that's what Facebook is for us. But as far as content planning, I literally have a calendar. It's a big dry erase calendar. And I go through the beginning of each month and I write any event that I know we're doing, we're be, either I'm going to or Bob Miller's going to speak mm-hmm. or some, any event that I know that's MSA related, I get that up there. And then any birthdays or anniversaries, those are just basic milestones for our company. Project kickoffs, if I know, like we do a lot of work at Arlington National Cemetery, so if I know a new phase is starting and our survey crews are going to be there, I put the date so I know to text them first thing in the morning, send me a picture of sunrise at Arlington or whatever. So. I just plan out everything that I know, and then obviously there are some days in between where nothing that I know is going on, and every once in a while I'll schedule something to go out, but generally I just do it every morning first thing or every night at home. Um, Also, I read my Facebook insights a lot, like the analytics about when are people reading my posts, you know, is it five o'clock on a Thursday, or is it Sunday mornings after church, you know, when are they looking at things most, just so I can try to get the best audience participation I can, so that's me. That's kind of what I was looking for. Yeah is the processes <clears throat> of making things Mine's happen. very simple. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I'm really <coughs> lucky because the nature of my job is that I get to be a, I mean, the chamber hosts 100 and some events a year, and I'm active in the community. I do volunteer work. So I would say from that standpoint is, is one, just don't be bashful. I mean, take pictures, content, content, content. Um, and just do it then. Um, like I said, I mean, I literally will, I will get done with an event, walk out, sit in my truck. And, and I think part of the intimidation factor is if you've been using LinkedIn, say for instance, on a laptop opposed to your cell phone, just get used to using your cell phone. Because once you're comfortable using and posting from your cell phone, to post something, absolutely. <laughs> to, to get in my truck, post something about the event that I was at 30 seconds ago, post it and go I haven't it's not like I've spent my entire morning dealing with my social media content um, and that's not just LinkedIn I mean you can do I do that with Twitter you can do it with Facebook um, the being consistent so that even on the days that I don't have something maybe I post something about um, one of the podcasts because I didn't have anything to do at any events that day um, and she's absolutely right look pay attention to timing the reality is if you push something out on a Friday, it is not going to get the same response on a Friday afternoon that it gets on a Tuesday morning or a Tuesday afternoon. LinkedIn especially. LinkedIn followers, we get up in the morning, we check it while we're having our cup of coffee, we probably check it around lunchtime while we're having our lunch, and some of us, surprisingly, and I've seen this more and more, I don't know if y'all have seen this, 
but I've seen more and more activity in the evenings mm -hmm. as well, where Me people too. are getting home and they're checking it and because Sunday nights. LinkedIn's become such a big part. Yeah, LinkedIn Sunday used to be if it was Tuesday mm -hmm. through Thursday, that was all you were ever going to see on LinkedIn. Right. It that's really changed a lot, but again, I still don't recommend pushing something out on like a, a Friday afternoon. Um, but but I think a lot of it is get mobile mm -hmm. and and just. Do, do it then, there, and be done with it. You can't break on. it. Yeah. You can't screw it up. You can always so delete something. Yes. You can always delete. That's true. Yes. And I want to thank delete. them. Let's give them a round. Thank you so much. I just thought it would add to the workshop to 